0: love talk radio hello los angeles this is dr carol francis at make life happen tony hello i'm so glad you have joined us and everybody listening tony Barbarino is here to teach us about fitness and fine-tuning ourselves i happen to believe tony that exercise is essential for depression anxiety and brain health do you have anything you'd like to start us off on in regard to any of that
1: well, yes, um, I believe everybody should be able to take the time to read or watch videos or talk to personal trainers to start to accumulate some information about what type of exercises that they may be comfortable starting with as long as everybody remembers to start with what they can do, not what they can't do. Uh-huh. Uh, but remember, exercise should be about them, not about chasing after a method or an instructor because movement is movement. There's many different types of movement, um, there's different beliefs, there's so much to pick from. As long as somebody at least gets started, that is the most important thing first, because thinking about it doesn't do anything.
0: That's for sure. Now, Tony, you are a fitness trainer. Introduce yourself to the listeners. Who are you?
1: Absolutely. Well, my name is Tony Bobarino. Uh I originally started out in the New York, New York and uh, New Jersey area, and back in 1999, I came out to Southern California. So I've been in the fitness industry as a personal trainer since around 1986. I have many uh, high-level certifications and many years of experience under my belt, and I pride myself on taking a very thoughtful, careful, respectful approach to training, and I've been here ever since uh, September, August of 1999. It's
0: 1999. You have, an e- you have a website called EnhancedHuman.com, is that correct?
1: Correct, enhancehuman.com. That's my webpage. Um, it's rolling all the time. There will be uh, video clips available for samples of exercises. Hopefully, you know, the free knowledge will help people make even better decisions about what type of fitness they pursue and helping them blow off some stress, burn some calories, feel better, and move better. Now,
0: Tony, I have had the wonderful good fortune to be able to train with you for some time, and I found that you are so energetic, so passionate about what you do. You love your work and you really care about the people that you train. Now, that passion that you have, where does it come from? Where does that sense of eagerness come from inside of you?
1: Uh, It's a combination of two things. One is the accumulated education I've had over the years. I've seen it grow. I've seen it change. I've seen mistakes corrected, and things that were correct become a mistake. And so the second part is uh, my own personal anecdotal experience. There's a lot of people in this industry, I believe, they either mean well and don't know as much as they think they know, and or sometimes they just get in for the money, and that happens in any business. But in this business, I think it's very personal. I believe there should be more um, a, a higher morality because you're dealing in an industry that has no true overseeing regulation. Every wow. town could have a different technique or trainer, and I try to set a very high, safe, respectful standard for others to follow.
0: You most certainly do. Now, one of the aspects that I liked about the training is that every movement had an impact on every part of my body or at least a large part of my body as if my body could work together synergistically what are the different forms of training you have found that do that because it's a wonderful experience to feel the body as one unit
1: you know, I, I like to treat the body holistically. You can't really look at the body as parts. And if you do, that's usually physical therapy. Um, the Circular Strength Training Method that I teach, which was created and founded by Coach Scott Sonnen from ArmaxInternational.com, Yes. And, and in the in Seattle area, that method is so well-rounded in treating the body as a whole unit from hand to foot and everything in between because that's how we move in life, work, sport, and play as opposed to separating the body parts where you unlearn your movement skills in your life because everything's a skill.
0: Yes. Okay, can you give us an example? It's radio, so you can't show us. But let's say we have a medicine ball. What would you recommend a person start to do in order to create the whole body moving together?
1: Well, generally, to try to keep it super simple and focusing on one type of movement, working with a uh, light medicine ball at first or any medicine ball weight that feels appropriate to the user that's safe, they can hold the ball in two hands, knees slightly bent, and they can pretend that ball is a piece of chalk and they're drawing a very large circle on a wall in front of them. So the observer watching the person exercising would see this large circle being drawn with the ball. They can go clockwise and counterclockwise for repetitions or time.
0: Oh, interesting. So what does that move? That moves what?
1: Well, that's what they call a big circle movement in medicine ball training and literally you're working all the muscles from hand to foot and foot to hand and that particular circular movement that you draw the circle in front of you, that works particularly well in the lateral aspect of the body because much exercise in a gym focuses on forward and backward and up and down motion. Being on your feet, using your hands, the ball, turning it that way I described as a circle Clockwise yes. and counterclockwise allows you to work a lot of muscles side to side as well as front to back.
0: You're up on your feet, everything's moving, everything's buoyant. It's all involved and engaged in the process.
1: Correct. Okay, yeah, now one of my... Favorite. Favorite. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I so finish that last sentence, was that everything's integrated together, so you're moving on using your hands, so all the muscles, the joints, the nerves, and your sense of balance all work together in timing like a well-orchestrated orchestra.
0: Now, what I like about another exercise, and as soon as I say it, you're going you're going to know it gonna, is that I can sit in my chair after working with a client and know that I just have sixty seconds to get a little bit of movement in. So I will do the alphabet. Will you describe the <laughs> alphabet, please? I love that
1: one. Oh, it's such an innocent killer exercise, and it costs nothing to be <laughs> done any time. Well, oh, if you yeah. really want to get, get a good burn in your thighs and give your core, the the, the center part of your core, of your midsection, a little work, especially at, at work. Um, if you pick up your foot a few inches off the floor, two or three inches off the floor, With your toe, pretend your toe is a magic marker and you're drawing on an imaginary piece of paper. Draw every letter of the alphabet without putting your foot back on the floor. 26 letters of the alphabet, and you know from personal experience, if you sit tall, brace your tummy, and use one bent leg to draw the alphabet, muscles of your thigh and part of the lower left side of your abdomen, if you're working your left leg, can really get an appreciable amount of work. And for most (laughs) people, it's surprisingly tough, like you know.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, you know, I can draw the alphabet in a very small way or in a very big way. And either way, I'm working slightly differently, but it's very effective.
1: Yeah, different, different uh, levels of resistance. You can draw one letter at a time. If you, someone had an issue, they can slowly and incrementally work on progressively larger letters. And what's nice about that simple exercise, because you're drawing all these letters, you're moving many muscles in your left hip, for example, with the left foot. You draw so many different letters, you're hitting almost every angle your hip can move. And your hip is intimately tied to the core, especially by the, the pelvis when you raise, let's say, your left leg. So it's a way to sneak in a few extra calories to keep your hips mobile. Uh, it's a free, simple exercise. And it's, a, it's gentle on the knee because you're not standing. You're sitting. It's quick and easy.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay, now while you're thinking about, I, I must tell the listeners, you have a plethora of different forms of exercise for the body. I am in the car probably two to three hours a day transporting everybody around. I know that I am not the exception. So now as I mentioned the word car, you know where I'm going with this, Tony. What can we do while we're sitting in a car that's safe, focused on driving, but nonetheless can have an impact on the moments that we're wasting or utilizing in transportation?
1: Oh, I have an easy one for you. Um, Oh, good. I would would advocate this when you uh, are at Red Lights. Um, at red light, if you sit very tall, have a nice tall spine and draw your your belly button into your stomach as if you're trying to make your waistline smaller, that yes. internal drawing in, that, that making your waist very skinny, like you're trying to put on a tight pair of pants, that's yes. pulling into your stomach, if you can hold that while the light is red. It, first of all, it gives you something to do and hopefully distracts you from stress and traffic in your day. Number two, you get practice working that deep transverse abdominal muscle, the deepest part of your body, that transverse abdominal. When that muscle gets practice all day, it becomes better at being better, and you burn off a little stress. You get a, a some more calorie burning. You're not going to break a sweat necessarily, but you're training a critical muscle, very easy, throughout the day as opposed to a few minutes in the gym every other day. And the third thing you could do is while holding your stomach in, using no, without using your hands, hold it in, still maintain your breathing, and when the light goes green, relax and continue driving safely.
0: Beautiful. That's a wonderful exercise. Now, in addition to your background of being able to provide a plethora of different workout routines based on ability, experience, musculature, age, You also have a wonderful background in supplementation. We are all fighting the muscle versus fat ratio, and we are always looking for supplements that are working while we're not able to work out or when we're thinking about what we shouldn't be eating. So tell us something about the supplements that you find useful in terms of building muscle, dealing with fat, and supporting exercise. Well, absolutely.
1: (laughs) <laughs> well, first of all, supplements are supplemental, meaning they're not the primary source of nutrition. They should be an addition to clean, healthy food. So some of the first things I like to recommend are probiotics, which are the friendly bacteria in little capsules, usually refrigerated, and they help you, They and they do many things, but some quick ideas of what they do is they help digest food, protect you from uh, the bad bacteria in your tummy, and by helping you digest food and protect your gut, be able to absorb a little more nutrients, get more nutrients out of the food, and hopefully want to be eating less over time. Two, they can help reduce any potential bloating, which we all could get by by any of the yeast in our gut. Three, any other supplements, like a vitamin, it helps to process the vitamins so you can utilize what you take even better. So that's that's one part. The second part is a multivitamin can help as long as people realize that taking more is not better. When in doubt, once every other day may be appropriate, but of course, the ultimate answer goes with the registered dietitian to really, truly find out exactly how much you need. So I always play conservative with the multivitamins. Okay. The you third-
0: also have. Oh, yes, please.
1: But the third and final part to answer your question about the, mu- the muscle building, first and foremost, you want to conserve the muscle you do have. So something like branched-chain amino acids, usually labeled as BCAA on the bottle, branched-chain amino acids, um, That's those three particular amino acids out of 21 possible amino acids, those three, we all need them because we don't make them. They have to come from food. And taking a few of those throughout the day, you know, maybe two of them twice a day, maybe three, three times a day, Again, you have to see a qualified health professional to get the right ultimate answer. But taking a few of them help preserve the present muscle mass you do have. So while training, at the least you don't want to lose what you have. And if anything else, it should help you build more strength and repair your body a little bit faster so you can be better prepared for your next workout.
0: Oh, that's interesting. What supplements have you found are helpful for muscle care or fatigue of the muscles while they're training?
1: Um, well, we have to be careful on that one because there are so many uh, uh, possible ways that uh, issues can come up. For example, the amino acids arginine and ornithine, they help the uh, arteries dilate a little bit more, and if someone's on a heart medication like ventroglycerin or something to regulate blood pressure, for example, taking that supplement may be contraindicated. That's the problem when talking to people who do not have an RD initials after their name, that some trainers who do mean well may read something about what arginine ornithine does to help protect the muscle from being so damaged and or help facilitate healing, they may easily start telling people to take that without knowing intimate detail about how that is contraindicated or works against medication. So if people do not take medication and a doctor or a registered dietitian says, yes, you can take arginine ornithine, that's one of many possible examples of what someone can take within reason, to help facilitate healing from the workout, minimize any microscopic muscle damage that occurred in the workout that you may or may not be aware of, and or prevent any muscle damage from occurring to begin with, thus allowing you to heal sooner and faster, allowing you to burn off more stress, allowing you to recover a little faster, become a little bit stronger, and hopefully a little tiny bit more immune to any stress or fatigue you may feel throughout the day.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: What is Aceto-L-Carnitine about? Aceto-L-Carnitine. Aceto-L-Carnitine, what happens, there's always little droplets of fat circulating in the blood. We see fat on our waist, but there's actually little particles of it in the blood. The liver is kind of like a butcher shop. It'll cut up Mm -hmm. some of those particles of fat into smaller bite-sized pieces for the muscles to consume for fuel. Well, Mm -hmm. when the butcher shop or the liver chops up the fat, carnitine or L-Carnitine is kind of like the delivery boy. It it clings to a fat particle and when it goes when it goes out of the liver into the bloodstream and passes by a muscle that needs it for fuel, which it continuously does, carnitine, like the like the butcher shop delivery boy, says, Hey muscle, look, I got a fat particle ready for you to process from the liver. And you, well, for example, you would be the customer. You're you're the muscle. So the butcher shop or the liver chops it up. Carnitine attaches to the liver like a delivery boy and brings it to you, the muscle, so you can burn it For burn it as a fuel source. And when you take carnitine periodically throughout the day, say for one possible example, two uh, two capsules twice a day, if your body is in need of that much, it will be able to operate at its appropriate level to burn that fat more effectively. Now, if you don't have enough carnitine, You might find yourself fatiguing a little bit easier, which is not good. When you do take it, some people feel that they can work a little harder. I, for example, can take carnitine, and I can feel that I can work a little bit harder and become less winded. And if I stop taking it for a few days, I can feel the difference. But that's only me. It works for me. And if you take it and it doesn't work for you, then you probably don't need it. So you have to experiment very cautiously and thoughtfully with a supplement like that. And to the best of my knowledge, there doesn't seem to be any issue with that supplement because it is something our body does need.
0: That's interesting. Now, I appreciate so much, Tony, that you very ethically are saying that a registered dietitian is the one that's well-schooled and versed in all of these various aspects. But I do appreciate that you, as a fitness trainer, are talking about this aspect of it because it all fits together as one package, and you provide a, a consciousness a reference point, if not uh, a registered dietitian's point of view, but a, a, a reference point for people considering what they are doing throughout their day to support their workout with you. Um, omega, uh, fatty acids, what would you say there for, in light of your background as a fitness trainer? About
1: well, well, currently at Kelsey University, where uh, I'm working on the nutrition degree, uh, I, try to tread very
0: very
1: yeah, well, I try to tread very carefully... Uh, when I give a nutritional advice because i'm i'm very uh, sensitive to those possibilities that something i I would say as a professional personal trainer might be incorrect for the client, but there are some constants that are extremely likely to be correct. for example, here omega three fatty acids you referred to. We, uh. do need, we do need those essential fats they're essential because again, we don't manufacture it, but we need it to survive. If you cut out essential fats one hundred percent. You're not going to feel too good after a few weeks or a month, so uh, with essential fatty acids, I would recommend to people that I work with after discussing you know what they eat and and if it's convenient for them to do so, taking one or two of those gelatin capsules that are uh, safe i mean there's some low price product in the market. I prefer the highest quality brand, take one or two capsules with a dinner uh, of course, eating fish is probably the more appropriate way to go, but some people just don't have that time. If you're stressed or, you know, you're very moody, sometimes you just don't want to eat fish even feel you're not supposed to. Well, sometimes the omega-3 fatty acid capsules could be a nice supplement, but eventually you really want to try to gravitate towards Uh, whatever fish dish is appropriate and safe for you. So they can be good as a combination. The problem to be aware of is if you take too many of those fish oil capsules and you have to go to surgery in a couple of days and you don't tell them, some people bleed a little bit too much. So nowadays, my experience, doctors usually tell you, oh, by the way, are you taking any fatty acids, essential fatty acids? Cut it out because in surgery we don't want you bleeding too much. And that's one example, again, how People who know something about nutrition don't know all the pros and the cons. Everybody wants to hear the good news. Nobody wants to hear the bad.
0: Right. My experience, so true, is even with the the registered dietitians or the certifications and licensures after or before anybody's name, the truth is the consumer has to be aware of what any particular advice is going to do positively or negatively for them in particular. So consumer be aware and beware and really do engage yourself in individuals that are an expert as much as you can, but even then, tread personally, consciously toward anything you choose in life. Uh, Yeah, I I, uh, I had an interview with Michael Ortiz-Hill, who's a Buddhist monk, and he said that it seems like the best diet for anybody is what a bear eats, salmon and berries, lots of berries. So there you have your antioxidants, correct? What impact do antioxidants have on muscle development versus fat? And on fitness training?
1: Well, antioxidants is almost like a rust protector. When our body goes through something, uh, a process like rust, the um, there's particles in your body that damage all kinds of cells throughout your body, and that definitely ages you like the rust would on a piece of metal like your car. Antioxidants protect you from that rusting. Um, uh-huh. When you have enough of antioxidants in your bloodstream, they tend to, protect you by sacrificing themselves to that bad particle in your body instead of that particle picking on your cells. So that's why they say it's not the years on your life, it's the mileage. Well, if the antioxidants can protect you from that damage, then the damages you accumulate from trauma or stress or wear and tear, in theory, should be less. Okay. So, again, it's like a rust protector. That's probably the best, the most simple analogy I can give you. Um, yeah. It does, and if you're taking uh, antioxidants, and especially if you get them from food first, antioxidant supplements should help minimize any microscopic trauma you get in your muscle tissue as well as any of the metabolic waste products from your exercise. I mean, you're producing metabolic waste all the time, but when you train and exercise and or stress of your day, even mentally, you produce extra exhaust, i.e. bad products like urea, you know that comes out your urine or CO2. So antioxidants can help reduce or protect you from any of the me- metabolic stress or physical stress of your training or stress of your day.
0: Mm. So the antioxidants have a lot to do with peripheral fat being able to be moved out of your your system. Along with that as well, my understanding is, and that's because it mobilizes the remove the movement of waste product out of the system. Is that my understanding?
1: Yeah, actually, yeah, antioxidants do not only protect you from the the free radicals that damage your cells. there are vitamins and minerals that behave as antioxidants. So when when you read about or say antioxidants, it's that certain vitamins and minerals have many functions in your metabolism and, oh, by the way, they act as antioxidants. It's much like how a police officer protects you like an antioxidant, but a police officer is also a person who has functions at home, meaning you have to cook and, and take care of his baby and pay his bills. So the antioxidant is the same way. Antioxidant is almost like a police officer who's got lots of jobs and, oh, by the way, just happens to protect you. So, yes, when you're taking certain vitamins and minerals and making sure you have enough from your food and supplements, your metabolism would have that supply of vitamins and minerals that could be used as breaking down fat, delivering something to the nervous system, helping create a hormone, and, of course, protecting you from those free radicals that damage you, thus being an antioxidant when they're needed to be an antioxidant, and one of those processes, too, is the fat being mobilized from storage on your body into the bloodstream down to the liver where it's broken up and then delivered by carnitine to the working muscle. So you can see everything works together all the time, not just muscle to muscle, but also your metabolism. There's never one thing happening. There's everything happening all the time. So reasonable supplementation done consistently with exercise tends to work on the body. You just have to find the combination that works for you.
0: Oh, that is beautiful. Now, in the last part of our our, our time here, Tony, I would love to talk to you for hours and hours, but I do want to take advantage of the recognition that exercise has everything to do with feeling good, happy, not anxious, not fatigued. And also, the research on brain health says that exercise is primary. It, just for a moment, years and years ago, it was a study was conducted that compared different forms of psychotropic medications that were antidepressants. And remember, psychotropic drugs have been around since the 50s and before and have gone through all sorts of changes. So now we have a whole different series of medications being used for depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. The research that was discovered, was that when you put those psychotropic drugs next to exercise, cardiovascular exercise done weekly, several times a week, the exercise was far superior in fighting chronic depression than any of the medications. Along with that, recently, as in this last year, the research about exercise dealing with brain health was amazing. All the medications and supplements that were associated to brain health and fighting Alzheimer's and dementia showed that exercise was far superior to any other form of intervention in terms of longevity, aging, and brain health. So, Tony, baptize us once again into the absolute glorious process of exercising. What do you think about all of that?
1: I have to uh, agree. In my personal opinion and anecdotal experience, we're creatures of movement. and. In my experience, when people who are depressed at different orders of magnitude, they tend to move less. People want to sit and slouch and eat food to make them feel better. But when you get the person moving, again, we're creatures of movement. The more we move, the better we tend to feel. And unfortunately, when we get so much baggage around our belly, we tend to move even less. And so part of my job is to get people motivated to want to train, to want to move, and take more responsibility progressively for moving even when they're not around me. And when exercise becomes, when the exercise a person agrees with becomes a pleasure, they find an internal or intrinsic motivation to progressively keep doing it, whether it's um, the friendliness of a trainer, the camaraderie of groups of people, or the fact that they start to feel that they're doing the right thing. And they can dig themselves out of the proverbial depression hole. It's a matter of sometimes you need an outside person for example, a personal trainer that's willing to have the patience, the understanding, and careful thoughtfulness to help people move incrementally. And as they move more, they tend to feel better, and all movement is dependent on the nervous system. And, of course, the nervous system is so starts with the brain, where the depression would be. So the more activity you do, the more busy your brain is, the less it can focus on depression, and the more it'll start to appreciate movement. The increase of the blood flow, the the, the nervous system being more active, the joints feeling better, the calories you burn, the sweat from the result of a good workout, those things can, in my opinion, overwhelm depression and eventually, God willing, reduce it so much so that the person starts to feel like they're a whole new person, a much better person. And that can be free. You could be outside. There's many things you can do with your body weight, with a medicine ball, with a band. But, again, it comes down to finding a person you can trust like a personal trainer with much experience and qualifications that you can grow and learn and start to progressively embrace movement because again we are creatures of movement
0: wonderful now you had said earlier in the program something i had never heard that you are your muscle you are your muscle how literally do you mean that
1: well you're your, your whole body, your muscles and your bones and your nerves are all connected, and basically the, the personality, your consciousness that sits in your brain, your whole entire body is created to move your brain around the world, around the around the room, to, to eat and survive. So when we start paying attention to movement, whether it's an exercise or work or being playful, um, when we put our muscles to use, we feel useful when we become lazy because of a lot of our convenient technology, you will feel, whether you know it or not, you may feel useless. So exercise and playfulness and being outside and, and progressively being active safely, you feel more useful. You feel you could do more. You feel more capable. So when you're eating and recovering and drinking water and learning to laugh a little more, whether you want it or not, your body will adapt to stress. Remember, exercise or any playful activity gives your body a reason to change. Nutrition allows it to happen. And all of that affects your muscle because you need muscles to wake up and and be challenged. So when you wake up and become challenged and use your muscles and push them a little bit more once in a while, muscles adapt and you are your muscles. So as you take care of your muscles and your joints, your mind will likely eventually feel better because there's that mind-body connection. And if you can't just decide to be happy because you're depressed, you can go from the physical to stimulate the mental if the mental won't let the physical happen, if that makes sense.
0: Yes. In other words, if your mind is too overwhelmed with all the situational items in your life that make you feel depressed or anxious or stressed then you at least have the outlet to use your body until you can create the chemical changes as yes. well as the emotional changes because it feels so good to watch yourself do mm-hmm. something constructive and good for your well-being. But beyond that, the chemical changes that exercise brings is going to support the increased feel-good hormone.
1: Endorphins, that's right. When Whether you know them or not, they're there. So, for example, like circular strength training is very good at making you pay attention to the quality of your movement. So when you move, m- when you start to move better, you feel better, whether you get a little psychological boost from it or and or a physical endorphin boost. Eventually, that physical uh, activity will progressively convince your mind to start feeling better. And it could be from the endorphin hormone, and that could be something as simple as just going out for a nice long walk on a sunny day. And for some people, it may be an intense workout activity. You have to keep trying all the time until you find something physical that yields a more positive mental response. Even if it's a small response, it's still a positive response.
0: Absolutely. Being in charge of your life. Make life happen. Even if it's in small incremental packages, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Tony, we have 30 more seconds. You've been awesome. What would you like to share with the listeners?
1: Keep trying, question everything, and learn to take responsibility for where you are right now and where you want to go. Yeah. Question everything, try many things, be very thoughtful. Even someone like myself as an authority figure in fitness, no matter how much I think I may be correct, I'm always questioning what I'm doing, and I want people to take ownership and responsibility. Just like when you go to your doctor, if he says do A, B, C, never be afraid to say why. Challenge things, because challenging everything forces the fitness industry to become better a little bit faster and makes them more thoughtful, so you can try things carefully, incrementally, and appreciate the fact that you're alive now to have an opportunity to make the best use of yourself today.
0: That's wonderful, Tony. Thank you so much. Listeners, we are now on stream. That means you're either listening to us on iPod or you are listening to us on some sort of recorded iTunes. So I'm going to repeat that Tony Barbarina is an awesome, awesome fitness trainer. He will grab hold of you and take you wherever you're at, move you to your next level, incrementally always improving you on all levels, eating, exercising, supplements. And he's wonderfully energizing so you'll feel a ton better emotionally. And Tony, one thing that didn't come out in this interview is that you have a fabulous sense of humor.
1: Fabulous. <laughs> so you. you're
0: laughing the whole time you're being exercised. Tony, you can be reached at three one zero eight zero nine eight five eight five at and also at enhancehuman dot com or Tony at enhancehuman dot com. Thank you so, so much. Well, thank
1: you very much. I really appreciate this.
0: Yeah, this is a great opportunity. I'm going to hang up here, and I'm going to call you on your normal landline. Ciao. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Now there we go. And.